the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey, you got the Bowtie Guy here, and this is Magical Show number 99. And I am recording from the beautiful island of Hawaii, our, uh, our, our 50th state. And uh, just super, super excited to be here. Uh, today we have a couple of guests, both of them happen to be named David on the show. Uh, the first one is gonna be uh, my friend Kea, who is a CR ministry leader in the town of Volcano. And uh, so we did a little interview with him and then we'll be talking to intern Dave later on after that as well. Uh, just a couple of things for the show. Uh, if you wanna send some email, you can send it to intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com or you can hit me up at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com to let us know uh, questions you might have, songs of the week that you wanna suggest, word of the week that you wanna suggest or just uh, questions, topics for the show. Or if you'd like to be on the show, just email us and let us know and we can uh, set it up with a real quick Skype call or FaceTime call or Zoom call or whatever whatever kind of uh, video calling you're comfortable with, we can do it and get the uh, sound off it and make a great show that way. So let us know uh, if you want to do that. You can also keep track of us on our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Reddit. Uh, you can follow the blog at ministerofmocha.com and you can also uh, sponsor the show at Patreon by going to messituppodcast.com, clicking on that uh, become a patron link, and that'll take you for as little a dollar as a dollar a month. You can help short, uh, support the show financially, and that's how we uh, operate here. We are completely listener supported, so without people uh, like you listeners giving to us, uh, that uh, we, we can't keep the show going. So I really appreciate all the patrons, and please uh, prayerfully consider becoming one yourself. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into the interview that I did with my brother Kaya. All right, so it's Bowtie Guy here again, and we are in Hawaii, uh, and we're talking to my brother David here from my forever family in beautiful Volcano. So uh, I'm going to stop talking, and I'm going to let him tell a little bit. So David, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, and uh, just give us a little overview of your, um, your testimony. Aloha, everybody. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with anger, addiction, and I've been set free from identity. My name is David. Um... Brief testimony, grew up a really hard life. I was put into foster care when I was 11 years old. Grew up on the streets in Honolulu. Uh, grew up in Hawaii when it really wasn't cool to be a white boy. Um, so I had to become a cultural chameleon. A lot of bad things happened, homosexuality, things like that. But we're not gonna get into glorifying those things. Um, then I uh, fast forward a whole bunch of years and I got saved. Um, when I was in Texas six years ago, uh, May 25th, 2014, um, was when I gave my life to the Lord and things were going really good, but I was kind of still struggling. I was still struggling with anger, wondering why I get upset all the time. You know, my wife leaves the cap off the toothpaste and I get upset, you know, stupid things. And I'm walking with Jesus, but yet I'm still not doing this right because obviously I'm still having all these struggles. And so <clears throat> there was a program called Celebrate Recovery at our church, and I attended. And I went for a few weeks and actually got started in a step study. And 
Uh, we got to step four and I walked away. <laughs> First guy ever. <laughs> yeah, got to step four and I walked away from it. Um, but I still try, I still liked the program, so I would go online and try to get little tidbits of things that were on YouTube and stuff. And it still was drawing me to it. And then I went back again and went for another step study and got to step four and walked away again. So I did it twice. Mm. Um, and I just was, you know, I just could not go back to that onion. I could not go back to opening it up. Um, it was just too hurtful. What so, made you keep coming back and, and trying, though? What, um, just the brotherhood. The okay. fact that there was a bunch of people there that were broken just like me. Okay. Same CR group that you went to both times for the step study? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Same group. And then, um, but I, and I walked away again and I just, you know, for months and months, I kind of just looked online and did stuff. And then the Lord brought me back home to Hawaii from Texas. And that's a whole testimony in itself. We won't go there. <laughs> um, but long story short, the Lord brought me back home to Texas. I didn't understand why. I was in a comfort zone in California. I mean, Texas. Um, you know, nobody knew Kea, which is my nickname uh, here. Everybody knew Brother David. They didn't know the old me. So I was very comfortable. And God said, yeah, but they need to see me and you. I, they need to see what I've done to you. So he sent me back home. Everything got taken care of. I had no problems whatsoever. And I came home and I was still having struggles. And I prayed and I prayed. And the only thing that the Holy Spirit would tell me is celebrate recovery. Mm. Celebrate recovery. And But I'm like, Lord, there's no celebrate recovery here. Well, there is one down in Hilo. So I went to that one. I went there for about a month and a half. And the Lord just kept telling me, celebrate recovery. Celebrate recovery. So I took a leap of faith. I bought the leader's guide. I started going through the leader's guide. We had our first step study on my back porch here in Volcano um, with the uh, original leaders, my wife and two others. And we went, I know we're not supposed to have co-ed, but you know, we had no other choice to start it up. Once we went through the step study and I actually worked through my step study with my accountability partner. Passed that fourth step. Yeah, passed the fourth <laughs> step, got through it. I went to a summit. When I went to the summit was the change of my life. Yeah. Um, two years ago, I went to the summit and my whole life was changed. I saw 3,000 plus people that were just like me. Just like me. What did, that, what did that do? What was that feeling? I can't describe what the feeling was except for love. Yeah. I just felt love. I felt like I belonged. My first summit... I was about, oh, a little over a year out of jail and no job, no nothing, just, and had gotten involved with Celebrate Recovery and now they take me to Summit and I'm like, I'm not the only one. Exactly. I thought I was the only Amen. one. Yeah. 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 You find out you're not alone yeah. and it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it was that was so powerful. And for me, like I said in my introduction, I've been set free from my identity issues. Like I said, I grew up here. I didn't really have a family. 
I was on the streets, and I was a I was a holy boy. What that's what they call us yeah. here, you know. And so I didn't have any Hawaiian blood. So, but I was pretty much adopted by Hawaiian people, and I grew up in a Hawaiian culture and a Hawaiian lifestyle, and I became a chameleon. So, and then you know, I tried all kinds of different other things, tried to find my identity. Yeah. And when I went to the summit, that's when I found my identity. I found out that I was a child of God, uh-huh. and, and that's who. And my family, my forever family, is my Celebrate Recovery family. Yeah. And then I met Jeff Stoltz, <laughs> and it was over. Jeff Stoltz gave me the biggest hug and just welcomed me out of nowhere, just like he knew me for a hundred years. Right. And just loved on me, and I joined Broken Chains, and joined the Brotherhood. That accepted me for me. They loved me for me. Right. I didn't have to change anything. Yeah. You know, and it's the brotherhood, it's the camaraderie, and seeing, you know, we've been almost two years now, year and a half, and seeing what Celebrate Recovery here has done to the people that come, it's amazing. It's priceless. Right. And we've actually taken... um, a group of males and females through a step study and they started another celebrate recovery in ocean view oh really yeah so they're wow. on tuesday nights wow yeah so praise that god that's awesome I and that's that's that. what was given to me when i came home from the summit god wow. said you're to connect the dots on the island yeah because there's a lot of hurting people here oh my gosh yes just everyone you know? wow and so uh you do this now with your wife I do this with my wife here. I also am a Celebrate Recovery Inside Ministry Leader at the Kulani Prison here on Wednesday nights. On Wednesday nights? Yes. I do Celebrate Recovery. Uh, I have uh, three Celebrate Recoveries going at the state prison. Wow. um, Awesome. About an hour from our house. And I uh, run Prison Fellowship Academy three days a week. And then I do a class called Toomey where we're guys are getting a master's in divinity in the prison. Um, awesome. us, free of charge. And, That's uh, so awesome. I, I love. So I'm in the prison four days a week now. Yeah. Uh, just loving that. Yeah. Wow. I've been. I started it um, last week. Was week number five. You know, I, I led eight brothers to Christ. And how? It was awesome. What What called you into the uh, to the CR inside side of our ministry? state? Our CR inside state rep at the last summit said, "I need you." Okay. And I said, but I'm already running a ministry. She said, pray on it because I need you. There's nobody on the big island. Wow. And so I prayed on it and God said, go. So I went to the trainings to, to get the volunteer status and, and stuff. And how has that and been for you? What, what's your experience been? Amazing. To, to sit there and bring hope to people who are hungry mm-hmm. is, it's priceless. Yes. Priceless. The, the look on their faces, you know, and... Remember how I said, God God said, you need to go back there. They need to see you and me. Well, one of the guys that I used to run with before I got saved was in there. Oh, wow. And he showed up the second week. Oh, mercy. And he, he's been there every night. He's, he cries. He weeps. And he knows that it's all divine intervention. That is fantastic. Because he knows all my secrets. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, and he just could not believe it. Yeah. You know, but that it came full circle. That's why God brought me here. 
I can follow that guy out. Exactly. Yeah. He said, if, if David can do it, if God can change David, he can change me. Yeah. He takes the mess. Exactly. Turns it into a message. Takes the mess and turns it into a message. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah. sharing. We really Thank you for having it. me. I appreciate it. Hey, it's been our pleasure. And um, we will get you on sometime. We'll do a phone interview and, uh, and talk I would love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Some people get some of their stories, too. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Thanks so much. God bless. All right, that was a great interview with Kea. And now we are back with uh, our friend, intern Dave, my son-in-law, Dave from uh, Hawaii. Say hi to the people, Dave. You've been on before, right? I think once. One time before, yeah. So uh, Hi, people. Yeah. Um, so this is Dave's second shot at this. Um, our word of the week this week, Dave. This is show 99, our word of the week, since I'm here in Hawaii, and I want to say thanks to everybody. Mahalo. Oh, is nice. our word of the week. So every time you can use mahalo in a sentence, give yourselves uh, 10 points. Uh, what does mahalo mean? Thank you. Yeah, that's Hawaiian for thank you. Yep. So uh, that's our word of the week, and uh, we encourage people to do it. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out our uh, our Instagram and all of our, our online stuff, and uh, please consider becoming a patron. We are listener-supported, so uh, we count on people like you to, uh, to give to the show um, and... Uh, you know, it's, it's less than what you'd spend on coffee at Starbucks, probably, uh, for most of our um, giving uh, plateaus. So uh, please consider doing that. So, Dave, I had you on the show because, first of all, I'm here. I've been at your house uh, hanging out with uh, you and my daughter and my grandson for uh, a week and a half. And you're not tired of us at all. Uh, family. But we leave, uh, we leave tomorrow. So I figured we better get a show in uh, so that um, we can get a show in. It's easier than doing it over the interwebs. So uh, when we came, one of the things we always look forward to doing is, is doing some music. And you and uh, listener Bev have been playing some ukulele as we were driving around. Uh, Bev got herself a ukulele yesterday, so she's learning how to play. Dave plays, what do you play, Dave? What <laughs> instruments do you play? Oh, I don't know. I guess mostly drums. Start as drums, but you also can play? I play the guitar. I just doodle around uh -huh. so we can just sit on the couch and play and some ukulele yeah yeah so uh, so we went up to Volcano Takea's um, uh, CR last week uh, we did some uh, worship with them on uh, acoustic guitar and ukulele uh, we did the song um, Holy Water on yes. ukulele and it sounded just so great it's so much fun playing uh, on ukulele the first time Dave suggested it when we were here last year He's like, oh, I'm going to do some stuff on ukulele. What do you think? And I said, yeah, that sounds great because without an instrumentalist, you know, it's just really boring for to hear my voice singing. So I didn't want to turn Dave off, but I'm thinking in my head, why? Why are we doing a ukulele? That's going to be cheesy. But we did some Crowder. We did some uh, uh, Zach Williams, and it sounded great on the ukulele. I was completely wrong about that. So I'm really loving that ukulele sound and just the feel that Dave brings. Um, Dave, tell us about the training you've had for your instrumental playing. Not the drums, but your guitar and, and your ukulele. What kind of uh, classical training have you had? <laughs> I feel like it's a rhetorical question. Well, it's, it's not necessarily rhetorical, but it's dumb. <laughs> so you're self-taught, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so how did you learn? I mean, what? The, the, one of my first memories of Dave, the first time he came to Ridgecrest, was him sitting in the bedroom and playing... Uh, on the guitar, and you were working on the song uh, "County Crow" or uh, 
uh, Black Crows, uh, she talks to angels. Oh, yeah. Working on that song. And that's like one of my first memories of, of Dave visiting Ridgecrest. I still can't get the timing right, though. But you just, I mean, what was your method for learning how to play guitar? A method? Yeah, you didn't have a teacher. You didn't have any formal training. You're all self-taught pretty much, yeah. But what did you do to learn how to become adept at playing worship music on the guitar for us? I think most of it was just playing with others. Okay. I think um, music in general I was from others and church is when it Yeah. And then everyone's showing you a little something different on here, play along yeah. with somebody. Do you watch YouTube videos? If I want to learn a specific song, yeah. Okay, so you yeah, watch yeah. a guy play. Do you do, do you watch like the artist play or do you watch like a tutorial? Like, okay, here's how to play this song on on YouTube. Um, a little both or none? Yeah, both. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't for for worship music when I performing wise like when we well when we play worship music or if I want to put my own mix on it or something or mm -hmm. feel I would look I would watch a performer play it kind of yeah I don't know I'd get an idea mm -hmm. what they're doing yeah but not really but if I just want to learn a song like cover it like word word yeah. for word in a sense I would try and. Go through both actually, but tutorials help a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you love doing all this talking, don't you? <laughs> this just makes you super comfortable, doesn't it? Uh, this is the best. This is the best. Dave's face is just like, uh, it looks like he's going to the dentist, and his wife is a dentist, so I know he loves going to the dentist. So maybe that's why he's smiling so much. Mm -hmm. It's just me, isn't it? You love me? Yeah. Oh, that was a quick answer. Nice job. Mahalo. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> learning to love me or learning to answer quickly? Answer quickly when you're fishing for compliments. Yeah, which is pretty much always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this has been the basic week here in Hawaii. So um, you play a, a, a lot of... You've always been a musician. I remember when, when Heather started dating you or talking about dating you, she said, well, I, I met this guy. He's, really nice he's a drummer and I said well you know if you're dating a musician you gotta know you'll you know always come second place to the drums I was um, a new musician though musician were you? yeah wow so she said you know she'd go and she'd watch you you had a band Cornelius House oh yeah that cover uh, you were band, in yeah. yeah so you guys played uh, classic rock stuff and then you also did some worship stuff in that band in Cornelius House? yeah no no it was we we didn't we picked songs that had a good message. Okay. But it wasn't worship songs. Okay. Okay. It was it was rock and roll cover stuff. Okay. Yeah, but then you played in the church. Secular, I guess you say. Yeah. Uh, yes, and then played church. By the way, people can't see air quotes on the on the audio only podcast. <laughs> By the way, I learned this. This is kind of an interesting fact. In England, they don't call those air quotes. They call them inverted commas. Really? Yeah. I think that's interesting. Nice. Yeah. Apparently Dave does not think it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, so you played a lot of music in church. Uh, Started there, yeah. Playing uh, drums? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I, no, I think it was guitar first. Really? Everyone had a guitar. So if you want to say the first instrument picked up was probably a guitar. So you picked up somebody else's instrument. And then they're and then, like, hey, buddy, hey, my guitar, why don't you go yeah. over to the drums? Oh. Beat it. And when they told like you to that. beat it, you went to, to the drums instead, yeah? I got a youth group. 
Okay. The youth group. Yeah. The youth groupers, uh, counselors, would always have a guitar and they'd sing worship. Yeah. And there wasn't really a band, so it was just a guitar and I would always just mess with it. Yeah. I, guess, I think it was Joe Hauser's guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you... Because he was doing worship. I mean, in your body, you're a drummer. I mean... I, I remember driving on the freeway in San Diego and you were behind us and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, Heather, look at this guy. And you were just, you're playing the dash. Well, I always liked that before I even played any music, before I picked up a guitar, yes, I always liked the drums. I yeah. Always, if I watch, because I always like music, as in, I mean, like most people listen and then I think music's in everybody. But um, if I watched a band I liked, I would always look at the drummer. Yeah. If I went to a concert, even before I picked up drums, always right. watch the drummer, always watch the drummer. I just like the, I don't know. Do you have a favorite? The physicalness of it, I guess. A uh, favorite drummer? Yeah. No, favorite drum. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess Bonham. Bonham? Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah, that guy? He's okay. I wish I would be able to see him play. What about him? Um, the I just like the sound of his drums, the way he plays it, just hits it hard. It's and, so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would I wouldn't say he's. I don't know. I like the the his fills weren't always so. A lot of rudiments. It was just a lot of triplets that I liked. Yeah. One two three. One two three. One two three. And then he had just really long fills. With uh, simple rudiments that I liked, and it just sounded good. Yeah. Just, just the way he played sounded really cool. Yeah. Do and you then, try to emulate his style at all when you play, or you just admire him? I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. It's just too hard to touch. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's when I've noticed through playing drums, and I noticed this in a, in a drum class in junior high. I mean, not junior, high, junior college. Um, there's a guy there, he's pretty well accomplished. I knew he was good. Well, I found he was how important he was in the music industry and how good he was when I started seeing his face all over Guitar Center and yeah. like instructional videos and then um, seeing him with other groups and stuff. I was like, oh, I know this this guy. Okay, this guy's real deal. And But he would play just a simple beat to show us in class. Mm -hmm. And it was something you couldn't re recreate, even if it was simple. like. But his sound that he did was just... Yeah. There was something different. Was that in his technique or in yeah. how he tuned his drums? Or No, 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 no. It wasn't anything technical, as in tuned drums. But mm -hmm. the way he hits it is yeah. different. Now, it's the most, the best Chris Chown. We're here and we're hanging out with uh, the whole family. So we've got Luke, our five-year-old grandson, who's got rhythm for days. And, I mean... He's amazing when you watch, we were watching him play this game on the computer called Beat Saber, and he's got insane rhythm, and then he goes out to the drums, and when he does it, he just has this style when he's playing, he sways, and he just, you can, you can see that he's got music in his body, just wanting to get out. I mean, That's he's cool. a very musical little guy. Is that something that you think that you have taught him or instilled in him, or do you think that's just natural and you've just provided an outlet? No, I just think it's... If, I just think it, it, it. whatever he enjoys is what I encourage. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I'm not, I don't try and... 
because I like to play drums, I don't like bug them to play the drums that right. I have in the garage. Yeah. So, or or play the guitar, or he just whatever he enjoys. You let him follow his own. I encourage. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just maybe just because you know that's how I got turned on to playing drums anyway was because well I always liked drums but really wanted to try is because someone encouraged me that was fun and he, yeah. he uh, made music fun and actually one of the one of our first hangout with me me and Heather um, your daughter my wife thank um, you yes <laughs> um, just in case clearing that up yeah yeah mm-hmm. anyway um, he had everyone come over Oh, it was about maybe five or six of us, and most most of us didn't really know much about music, but he just grabbed whatever he can, and he would he encourage us to play, and that that was really. And he's actually got a, a nephew that just is going to music college now, and he's a great piano player because of his encouragement. I remember Heather just, talking about that. She's like, yeah. well, I was like, well, what do you guys do? Well, we just hang out at this guy's house and we play music. Well, like, what kind of music are you playing, Heather? We just grab whatever and we just play. And I was like, but you're not a, a musician, Heather. And she's like, I know, but it's just, it's fun. And I was like, it didn't make sense until I met that guy and played with him at OB1 uh, doing worship. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, he made it fun. Yeah. yeah. So he, did, he never really taught his nephew how to play. He just played with him. Yeah. He just played with him. And he said, and he would come home from work, and he had the whole song worked out. Figured out because he spent the whole day trying because he Figure wanted out. to jam with them. That yeah, you know, when he comes home from work, he was just excited to play. Yeah, excellent. So that's well, how I got into it too through him, Joe Wallach. You know, we're talking a lot about music, and uh, I want to throw it to our, our song of the week. This is a song. It's a fairly new song by the band Big Daddy Weeb. This is a song called I Know. So we're gonna give this a listen. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and uh, wrap up. I know that you are good. This song grabbed me the first time I heard it on the radio. It was just like, I just found it amazing. Did anything stand out to you on, on this one? Yeah. Uh, I guess that to be just the first lyric. Um, 
Well, I like the song. Uh huh. I like it. I like the beat and it, the drums. Yep. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, when he says you don't answer all my questions, I, I, uh, I think about when bad things can happen, or bad things do happen, or, and we always say, or. I think something too that make it hard to believe in a god when there's so much bad stuff, bad things. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to go in detail, but yeah. um, uh, and it's really hard to see that. And I, I tend to think, uh, for me, uh, when you don't answer all my questions, is that God's not trying to fix you in a sense. He's not, or he's not trying to make you a robot. He, like. Hold your hand and, and step by step by step. Every little thing. I think he wants you to be yourself too. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, how can you let that happen? You know that kind of question, right? right. Uh, I think, in a sense, it's really you know what I let that happen, or think of it as an actual parent or a father, mm-hmm. almost. Or just, and also in a sense, like a a baby bird learning to fly. The the bird jumps out of the nest and learns to fly. It's like that kind of thing. Right. And the baby bird might fall and hurt himself, but you gotta learn to fly if you're gonna be a bird. Yeah. But, um, so I think of that, like, if my mom and my dad, like, did everything for me, I wouldn't be able to do anything for myself. Right. So I think it's God letting us mess up. Uh-huh. And that, that those things, bad things happen because he's not there to make a robot out of you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I get maybe the good and evil because he lets it happen because... I mean, this is... I'm not... I, this is my... my. <coughs> this whole show is just our opinion. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I um, so. That's why you're an intern. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anybody can have can disagree yeah. with me. Yeah. It's just, just what I think. I yeah. think of my. The and God if as you a agree or disagree, it's uh, info at yeah. messituppodcast.com. Let him know. Uh, for me, it's that that second verse, and, and you know, listeners to the show will know when they hear this lyric that it's the one that's going to grab me. That I don't understand the sorrow, but you're calm within the storm. Sometimes this weight is overwhelming, and. Um, that that's just that's the way I experience it is just so many things just overwhelm me and but I know that it's going to be okay Um, I know tomorrow we're going to be leaving and when people see me and Bev on the plane they're going to think that our whole family was just in a horrible car crash or something because it's just going to (laughs) be just tears running down our face and sobbing because that's what we do every time and uh, good thing you don't wear makeup. But yeah, but it's you know, God's just always there. I just always know. Okay, we, we get through this. We, you know, sometimes you jump off the edge of the pool and you go underwater. You hold your breath and you come up and and then you're okay. You're there. You 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 get that that breath of air and He's got it under control. And we just my job isn't to be under control. My job is just to know that He's got it and whatever it is, He's gonna. He's going to take care of the things that I can't take care of. He's going to let me be. And, and some, 
some things might happen. I might get boo-boos. I might fall down, but it's, you know, he helps me up. I say mahalo and aloha and off we go. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Dave, what is your message with music? You know, the show is, you know, mess it up and we take messes, turn it into messages. What is your message with your music and with your, cause your ministry is music. Yeah. And interning for me, <laughs> but, but what is, what is the message that you see in your, your ministry, in your music? What do you want people to get from it? Well, my music, but uh, that sounds weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, I always just always think of when we, when I play worship, uh, in church, we always talk about, it's not, you know, not really important most important thing I mean you want I guess yeah it's nice to have it sound good but uh, that wasn't the most important thing you know it was it was a, a almost to me like a time to could it gets me a little closer to God mm-hmm. and I feel like music and also in the same thing as when you when we're out here in Hawaii it's very pretty it's also uh, the mountains where you live in Ridgecrest all around you and go hiking out there is very pretty uh seeing mount whitney pretty you know it's like but like how, when i look at that i see like man it's got to be a god because that's just too, yeah too awesome mm-hmm. so that's something you know, backpacking mammoth i was like oh that's so awesome this this gets me and then sometimes i see them people that do such good things or go out of the way of somebody to help and just really that also too is like well let's see God in that so mm-hmm. for me music is that too it's almost like seeing that seeing yeah. the top of Mauna Kea like that's, yeah. it's like that glorious that awesome and is it something that you're looking at or is it something that you're trying to show people Muse. oh you mean when I'm doing the yeah when you when you bring that is it are you I'm... there for your own experience and your own no awesomeness or are you there to, to bring other people into seeing that or what when I play music on the couch and strum my guitar and try and learn a new riff. Yeah, it's for me. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I enjoy it, too. Yeah. But if... When I'm out... I mean, that just builds your skill. But when I'm out um, from my church doing the worship and practice, I, it's kind of almost just hounding a skill. Mm-hmm. But when we actually do worship, it's it's different. It's almost... I try and let go. Yeah. Try to. Uh, but my sometimes my own inhibitions or feelings get in the way or uh-huh. being nervous because yeah. it's a new church right. new people to play with and that, that's hard to, there's like this so as you get more comfortable because one of the things that Bev and I would talk about is there's you know a, a look that Dave has when he plays you know there's a lot of motion going on and oh, it yeah. doesn't look inhibited there's a lot of freedom in that motion and joy just really you're one of these happy kind of drummers you know well actually when I get into the worship there's always feeling a little nervous in the beginning because I don't want to mess up uh-huh. but then when I when we are getting into it, I start to actually worship in a sense with my drums, I, I, or yeah, or something. I can feel it there. I like to sing. I'm not the greatest, greatest singer, so I don't get that opportunity as much to sing to the whole crowd because no one wants to hear my <laughs> voice. But um, it's funny though because Bev loves singing and she loves really pure singing. And she always, anytime she hears you sing, she's like, "Oh, it was so awesome when Dave was singing," because she loves that. Um, the freedom in it, the childlike, the joy 
in it. Just like, okay, I could be quiet here, but I can't be quiet. I, I must do this. And she loves that, the necessity that you seem to feel when you have to sing. It's like, I've got to do this because it's just like, like we were driving along and Luke is just in his own little world, just singing well, I and think, that joy. I, I think, uh, in a church, if someone comes up and says, I want to do worship, and hasn't touched a guitar, but I have a, or hasn't touched any instrument or can't sing, and I have a passion, I, this is something that I, I feel like I need to do this, or, or, or I want to, I, it's something that uh, I feel like I can, you know, God is, I'm just like with God in this worship. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it, you know? Like, yeah. That's where I think, because we're not up there, uh, Worship bands and churches are not there to make money. One of the one of the best compliments I ever got regarding me doing worship was from my friend Jason, and he said, "I love and hate your ability to not care about the music." <laughs> and he said, "I wish that I could have that freedom to just feel like it doesn't matter." But he's such a, an excellent musician that he's just really he's concerned about the music is. A, a piece as yeah. well as just you know bringing that and I'm just like oh you want to okay yeah let's do it you know the, the audition no uh -uh, just show up <laughs> we'll we'll do something you know if it's you know really horrible we might not ask you back but you know we're gonna we're, we're there to, to make that joyful noise not not a beautiful noise a joyful noise and I think there's a, yeah. a big difference there's there's beauty and joy I felt something like that we used to do Sunday nights at the Obi-Wan church and it was more of a I don't know how you call it. Laid back free for all. Yeah, I was trying to just try and invite people that don't usually go to church. So it's, you know, some people get turned off because everyone's singing and jumping in the, mm -hmm. in the seat. Sometimes it's kind of weird because you've never been to church and that. Yeah, very charismatic. Yeah. Intimidating. So we had one where it was just like, you can just come in and get coffee if you want to walk out. Like it was all, yeah. it was just like some couches and chairs. It was kind of almost like getting coffee. Yeah. There's a little bit of a message, but mostly music. But I just remember me feeling that way because even the, the bands were experimental. So it was yeah. basically whoever wanted to come up and play, in a mm -hmm. sense. I remember one time kind of getting, oh, this doesn't sound good, but I, I learned from that experience. Yeah. Think, yeah, because yeah, if it gets too uh, difficult, uh, you know, too... If I get too much in my head, it, it, it stops becoming yeah, yeah. joyful. It, it yeah. starts becoming a project or an arduous task. Right. And, and the, the focus changes. And there's nothing wrong with good music. There's no. nothing wrong with good playing and music that sounds awesome. Nothing wrong with that. No. But if that's the only goal. Uh, you know, Andrew, who was on a couple of shows ago, we, we talk about that. And he, he mentioned that fact that, you know, sometimes there's this misnomer that worship has to be a big you know, band together, you know, like Hillsong with 19 different guitars playing 19 different pieces. So it's just this really full, overproduced, lush sound. And that's great for that, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be, yeah. I mean, we do music in the prison just with voices, acapella, and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's just, it's yeah. awesome. And, and you can't deny that the spirit's there. So it, it doesn't have to be. There's nothing wrong with it having instruments, but but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah so. definitely. Excellent. Yeah. It brings in people to the church, too, when you have good music, but it could be a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it can become the idol. 
yeah. yeah, yeah, you start chasing the wrong, the wrong dream. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this, Dave. I really appreciate it. This is our last night, and uh, uh, you know, we invited people to come in and, and do this, and Dave was the only one brave enough to not tell me no. And uh, um, so here we are doing it, and it's really been my pleasure. And again, mahalo. Uh, for you listeners out there, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Um, we are listener-supported, so you can uh, help keep the show on the air by uh, your financial contributions on a monthly basis. It's super easy to do, um, so really would love for you to check out our Patreon page. Uh, send us a message. Let us know uh, things that you're liking about the show and not liking. Next show is show 100. I can't believe it. Um, still not exactly sure exactly what I want to do for it, but trying to come up with something for show 100. And... Um, that's super exciting. Anyhow, thanks for doing this, Dave. You're welcome. Thanks and, for having uh, me on. You betcha. And uh, we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.